Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Aren't you glad Brother Zerpoli's with us today? Amen. And he'll be ministering in just a moment, but we also have three services with Brother Near, which will be the 14th, the 16th, and the 18th of this month. He's a tremendous evangelist, done um, an excellent job of preaching wherever he's been, and we, we want to set aside those times for those services. On the 21st, the following Wednesday, Brother Brandon Ball will be with us on Wednesday night. And then the last thing I want to mention is next Saturday and Sunday, you remember that we had McQuanago days last year about this time. We'll have it again. And what we did last year with the men's ministry is we asked the men to come and help Brother Cordell set up at the park in McQuanago. And then we all went out and had breakfast once everything was set up. So we're going to do that again this year instead of the normal 8 o'clock breakfast that we had scheduled. So if you'd like to meet at the church, you can follow me out there. We'll get uh, that ministry set up and then go have breakfast next Saturday morning. All right. How many of you are ready for the word of the Lord? Amen. Let's stand in honor of God's word. We really appreciate Brother Zerpoli. I would normally have not scheduled him on Labor Day because I know the attendance is down. But when people get popular, you know, you got to take what you can get. So God bless you, Brother Zerpoli. Take your liberty. We appreciate you. God bless you. Set a fire down in my soul That I can't contain That I can't control Cause I want more of you, God I want more of you So set a fire down in my soul That I can't contain That I can't control Is that your prayer? Cause I want more of you, God. Tell them, I want more of you, Jesus. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. Tell them, cause I want more. Lord, I want more of you, God. Yes, I do. I want more and more of you. Can you tell them that? you, but I feel the presence of God in this place. I feel the Holy Spirit moving. I feel the working of God's power in this place. And I wanted to touch me, and I wanted to touch you. Yes, I want the Spirit to move today in a powerful way. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. As Pastor Kyle was asking 
those that need healing, those that need anything from God, if you would come forward. And almost everybody came forward. And I tell you, that's what God's looking for today is for your action, not just your, your words, but your action behind those words. I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us today. If you have your, if you have your Bibles in John chapter 5. Oh, thank you for the beautiful worship. And God, thank you for your presence that's in this place. Hallelujah. I tell you, this is the right, it's the right place. You're in the right place this morning. Many other places you could be on Labor Day weekend, but you've come to the house of God. And the Spirit of the Lord is here to speak to you. John chapter 5, verse 1 through 11. From the King James Version, after this... There was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk. Everybody say a great multitude. Great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water and whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had and a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years everybody say 38 years when Jesus saw him lie and knew he had been now a long time in that case he saith unto him Will thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately, everybody say immediately. The man was made whole and took up his bed and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It's not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. What a testimony. If you don't like it, Look at the guy who just made me whole. Talk to him about it. Hallelujah. And this morning I like to preach to you. Right place, right time, but are you the right person? Are you the right person? Lord, we love you. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your power that we have felt. Thank you for the beautiful worship, God, and the worship team that led us into your presence, into your throne room. God, I don't want to leave here the same way that I came, but I want to leave here changed by the power of your presence. You've got something for me today, and I don't want to miss it, God. I've been laying in this condition for far too long. I don't want to miss what you have for me, but I pray that the anointing and power would flow, that your healing virtue would flow, God, that you'd reach down right now, that you would save a lost family family member. God, that you would touch somebody's heart, fill somebody with a baptism of your spirit today. Let there be repentance. Let there be remission.
prison of sins today. I bind fear and doubt in the name of Jesus. I bind every evil spirit that would try and come against the body of Christ. And I cast it out in Jesus' name. But I loose the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Help me, God, as your word goes forth. Let it be planted upon good ground. Help me, Lord, not to just hear it, but to act upon it. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you so much, sister. God bless. Praise God. It hasn't quite been, hasn't quite been 38 years of brokenness for me. But it has been close. It's been 32 years of brokenness. The stereotypical mother is supposed to call you by your full name when she is angry. Anybody have, anybody have that type of mother? Growing up, though, I, I never heard my full name called by an angry mom. She would call me many other things when she was angry, but she never called me by my full name. I'll demonstrate why I think that is. I may have done that here before, but I'll do it again, okay? You ready? Joe's Albert... Zerpoli. Now, some of you are laughing because that's hilarious, and others of you are hoping that I mispronounced, made a mistake, and mispronounced my name. I wish I could tell you that that was a mistake, but it's not. It's real. Let's start with the last name Zerpoli. That's a doozy of a last name. Would you agree? Growing up, I hated it. I was always the last one called. (laughs) I was always the last in line. And on top of that, there's a lot of ammunition that can be used against a name like Zerpoli. I'm sure you can understand. (laughs) The preacher doesn't even know how to use the mic. (laughs) Out of all the names that you could have blessed me with, Mom, you chose to bless me with a name, a middle name, Albert. I'm convinced that mom gave me that name to keep me humble, to always keep me in check. If I ever got too high on my horse, ever became too proud, all somebody would need to do is look me in the eyes and say, hey, remember, your name is Albert. And as a disclaimer, I will say, if your name is Albert, well, I'm sorry that your mother named you that too. Albert. And then there is Joseph. Joseph. It was supposed to be J-O-S-E-P-H. But my father spelled it wrong on a very important piece of documentation. (laughs) When I was just a wee little lad who could do nothing about it. And so thus the name sticks Joseph, J-O-E-S-P-H. <laughs> I like what one, one friend calls me Joesp. Now that sounds better than Joseph. And I have another friend who calls me, this sounds really cool, Joespaha. <laughs> Joespaha. I like that the best. 
And there is one thing that I can say for certain. I do have one thing going for me. There is only one Joseph Albert Zerpoli in the entire universe. And so if you need me, you know where to find me. Broken. I've been broken. I've been in this condition for 32 years. And at my last job, it caught up with me on all the official documentation. There it was, J-O-E-S-P-H, Albert Zerpoli. <laughs> the man laid at the poolside. He was sick. He laid there for sick in his body for 38 years. Although the writer doesn't give us the exact description of this man's illness, we can infer that he was either lame or at least he was too weak to get to the water under his own power because of that sickness that plagued his body. He was unable to get to the water fast enough whenever that angel saw fit to stir up those waters. Time and again, the waters were troubled and this man would watch others who were quicker than him step into that pool area, step into that pool and come out healed of whatever disease had ailed them 38 years this man watched others receive their miracle 38 long years he had this sickness we're not exactly sure how long this man laid at the poolside of Bethesda but evidently he witnessed Others step in and receive their miracle time and again. He lay there, no doubt, wondering, why me? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Why does it have to be this way? Can I not get a break for once? The situation is just too much for me. I'm sick of the pain. Have you ever said that? I'm sick of the debt. I'm sick of the relational issues. I'm sick of this. Time and again, he would meet new people at the pool. Perhaps one man who had only been there a short time dove in at just the right time and he went home different than the way that he came. Perhaps one lady shouted for joy and danced her way out of the pool, forever changed. Perhaps one child was blind I can picture his loving mother holding that child in her arms and never taking her eyes off of that pool. But as soon as she saw the troubling of the waters, she dipped him in at just the right time and the boy received his sight. Oh, the questions that must have plagued this man's mind. How? Why? The sickly man must have thought, it doesn't seem fair. I've been in this condition for such a long time, yet these people come and go from here. Some are here for just a short time and maybe, maybe some for just a few short days or months, but they all leave here changed. They all leave here different than the way they showed up. Where is my miracle? Why am I still laying in this condition after 38 long years? Well, it can't all be that bad. You have to find humor in your situation sometimes through the pain, else you'll probably lose your mind, right? We've managed to smile our way. We've managed to put on a fake smile so that everybody thinks that we're okay. And this man was probably no different. Maybe the man would, I'd like to think, toss a rock into the pool 
while people weren't paying attention. All of a sudden, people start climbing furiously over one another. Bodies would start to fall into the pool and people would come up out of the water. They'd look left and right. They'd be looking at each other, but they wouldn't find anybody healed. Nobody would have a miracle. And once again, it was this man who played a trick on him. Can't all be bad. You have to find some humor. You have to find some joy in the pain. And some of you are in that position right now. I've been in this state for way too long, but I'm going to put on a fake smile. Can I tell you that now, right now, is the right time for a miracle? You've been in your same position long enough. You're tired of that everyday struggle just to get out of bed and just to act like you have it all together. You've been too long now with the same sickness, the same heartache, the same defeats, and over the past few days, weeks, and months, you've thought to yourself this, something has to give. Something has got to change in my situation. I cannot continue going on like this. Can I tell you there's no better time than today? There's no better time than right now to meet Jesus Christ. This is the right time. And it's not just the right time for you, but it's the right time for God Almighty. Because he's here today. He's in the pool area today. And he's looking for somebody who needs him. It's the right time. These are sick folks here at the pool. They had problems. They had issues. They didn't have it all together. They were imperfect people. Does this sound like anybody you know? They would come to gather around the place where miracles happened. It was a place of hope, a place of restoration, a place where the broken could be put back together again, where those that are sick could be healed, a place where those that were bound could leave set free. Does this sound like a place that you know? This was their healing place. It was their hospital. But it was even more than that. It was their church. Are you thankful for the church? Are you thankful that you can join together with like-minded people who don't have it all together? The same people that can pick you up when you're broken and they can carry your burdens with you. Where those sitting next to you can offer a helping hand and they can reach out to you in your time of need. They can bring you up to this altar area. Aren't you thankful for the healing pool area called the church where the waters are troubled and where sick people leave healed? Are you thankful for the house of God? Can I submit to you this morning that you're in the right place for your miracle? There's no better place to be than in the house of God where the spirit of the Lord is here. You're in the right place for your miracle. You made the effort to come to this place today, the place where you have heard, maybe you're a guest here today and you've heard some things go on here, some real things happen here. Or maybe you're a long-time member of this church and you know for sure, you've seen it with your own eyes, you know what goes on here. Things are different here in the pool area. Can I tell you, there's a troubling of the waters at this pool. There's a place where great things happen here. It's at this place. You're in the right place at the right time. Woo. To our guests, perhaps, perhaps you, you have heard of it before, and so you decided 
You're gonna come check it out for yourself. Maybe this is your first time or your second or third time here. Can I tell you, this is the right place today. This place, the pool area, if you will, is not simply a place where miracles happen, but this is the place where the miracle worker shows up. Jesus is here today in the pool area. Not only is this the right time, but this is the right place because Jesus Christ is here. Are you thankful for this healing pool area called the church of the living God? Amen. Whatever you need today, you showed up at the right time, at the right place. Some of you have walked right out those doors, though, the same way that you came. As you're hearing me preach, you're saying, oh, that's great. Yeah, this place is great, preacher. But you've left with the same bondage. You've left with the same issues, the same lusts and addictions that have held you down and held you back for so long. Some of you have left this place the same way that you walked in. And here you are again. But you've come to the pool area today, a place where miracles happen. How many times have you been to this pool area and witnessed somebody else receive their miracle? How many times have the waters been troubled here, yet you left the same? How many times have you looked on as other people rejoiced, other people danced and shouted all around this altar area? over being instantly healed, instantly set free, instantly delivered, instantly filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. How many times have you looked on? Oh, sure. You can remember all the times that you might have missed it. But can I tell you that Jesus Christ is here today? And he has one very important question for you to find out. We know it's the right place. We know it's the right time. But he's got one important question for you to find out if you are the right person. Do you want to be made whole? Of course. What kind of a silly question is that? Preacher, duh. Do I want to be made whole? Who doesn't want a miracle? I'm sick. Of course I want to be healed. I'm addicted, of course I want to be delivered. I'm in pain, of course I long for this pain to be taken away. I long for comfort. Why would you ask me such a silly question after having been so long in this condition? Do you want to be made whole? When the answer is so obvious, of course that's why the man was at the pool area. He desired to be made whole, didn't he? Just like everybody else. Why would Jesus walk up to this man and ask him such a silly question? Do you want to be made whole? Can I tell you that the truth is, as some people are so used to the crutches of their sickness, that they are content not knowing what it's like to be healthy. There are some people that are so used to living in this environment of negativity and pain. That any chance at a positive and a painless environment is just way too risky to them. It's way too foreign. There's no way they can handle the uncertainty of change. It's uncomfortable. Like that newly released prisoner who takes that deep breath of freedom, inhales that sweet aroma, 
but he forgets what it's like to interact in a world outside of those prison bars. And so what does he do? He does what he, whatever he can do to put himself back behind those bars, to put himself back inside of his comfort zone, back to a place where everybody knows him and he knows everybody and he knows how to get along just all right. Oh, sure, it's a miserable place to be, but it's comfortable there. He knows how it feels there. Some people know, and they're all too familiar with their own little world here. And although, yeah, I don't really like to lay here for 38 years, you can't imagine something different. You can't imagine Jesus Christ touching you this morning. You're comfortable where you're at. You see, the truth is, that the answer to that question, do you want to be made whole, is not so obvious after all. And that is exactly why Jesus Christ has showed up to Abundant Life Apostolic Church this morning to ask you this question. We know it's the right time. We know it's the right place. We know the conditions are perfect for your miracle. But are you the right person today? Do you want to be made whole? Can I tell you that God is ready to do the miraculous in your life? Can I tell you there are miracles that are going to take place today? But are you the right person? Yes, I'm speaking to you. No, I'm not talking to your neighbor. I'm talking directly to you. You. Are you the right individual? Are you the right person for the miracle? The question is, do you want it? You see, Jesus sought this man out. Some of you think you came to the pool area, to the church house on your own today. You're pretty proud. You made that decision all by yourself. How cute is that? Can I tell you, Jesus sought you out today. You're in God's presence today because Jesus said in John chapter 6, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. And Jesus also said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh to me, cometh unto the Father but by me. No man comes to God unless the Spirit of God draws him. But somebody is in the pool area today, a place where lives are changed and people walk out healed, restored, and set free from their bondage. Somebody is at the pool area today because you've got a divine appointment with Jesus Christ. And he wants to work a miracle in you worse than you want it. This man lay there 38 years. Who could want it worse than him? And Jesus Christ wanted it worse for him than he wanted it. Jesus sought you out. And he's picked you out of the crowd, sir. He's handpicked you out of the crowd, young person, not to embarrass you, but to make you whole. Oh, the miracle worker is here today, and he's asking you one simple question. He needs to find out if you're the right candidate. Do you want to be made whole? Oh, yes, I know that you've been crippled by your shortcomings. We could talk about all day about how you've been mangled by your yesterdays. I know that you've been bound for too long by your addictions and your lusts, and I know that, uh, that you've been held back by the pain of your yesterdays. I know that disease that is in your body is wrecking your body. 
And what's even worse is it's wrecking your spirit, man. It's wrecking you as a person totally. Your soul, you hurt constantly. I know that somebody did you wrong a long time ago. I know. And there's no way. How could they do such a thing? How could they treat me like that so poorly? I know that others have done you wrong. I know that your family member needs God in a desperate way. And some of you have been praying those prayers of faith every day and there seems to be no hope. There seems to be no miracle in sight that God's not going to reach your child. I know. Oh yes, I know that others have beat you to this altar area. They've stepped inside the pool when the waters were troubled and they left chains and they left with their miracle. But here you are after 38 years. I know, but I'm not asking you all of that this morning. And Jesus Christ is here with a simple question. Do you want to be made whole? Because that's all it takes. Do you want it? And if you want it, you'll leave here today with your miracle. I don't care how long it's been. Why did God search out this man? You read it back to me. How many people were there? A great multitude. The writer of this book known the number. He would have put the number down, but it was too many to count. And so he just said, there's so many people here. There's a great multitude here. So why would Jesus Christ fix his eyes on this man and pick him out of the crowd? Was it because he laid in that condition for 38 years? Is that the reason why? He had been there the longest. So Jesus had mercy, had pity on him. I think it's something more than that. And I tell you that this man was out of options. Some of you still have options today. Some of you still have options. I told you about my family in 1992. I was seven, my brother was eight. My parents were getting divorced. They fought, they cursed, they, they threw things. I try and go to bed at night listening to all that. Some of you may not have been here and heard it. A lady that my mom worked with was Pentecostal and she invited her to a special service. And we, we grew up Catholic, so um, that's all we knew. When my mom walked into a place like this and coming from a Catholic background, when you walk into a place like this, you think, what are these crazy people doing? This is supposed to be church. And mom knew something was real. She invited the whole family back the next night. My mom was filled with the Holy Ghost in that revival service. My dad wasn't convinced, but he stared through the preacher and he tried to act cold and cool, you know, as some of you might be doing to me today. <laughs> I get it. See, dad still had options. Mom didn't. Mom was broken. Mom was ready to leave. She only stayed around because me and my brother... But she was so ready to go. She'd been done for a long time. Here's my dad. He still had options. So Jesus Christ was in the pool area. He was at the church house. Every time those doors were open, you know, Jesus is here. He doesn't have to show up, but he does. But all Jesus is looking for is somebody who's out of options. Scanning the crowd. My mom was out of options. He found her. But here's my dad. He's got other things going on. Do you know Jesus is a high stepper? Do you know that? 
Jesus is a high stepper. He walked over that crowd. He had to step over a bunch of bodies to get to that man. Why is he stepping over people? Well, he stepped over my dad. Months went by and he just kept stepping over my dad. Oh, okay. You've got it worked out. You've got a good job. Okay. Oh, you've got a good relationship or a decent relationship. Actually, it's a terrible, lousy relationship, but you know, that you, you know who to turn to, right? Whenever you need to satisfy the feelings of the flesh, whenever you're lonely, whenever you're tired, well, you turn to that person, even though it's a miserable place to be. Hmm. Well, you've got somebody else. You're not out of options. You're not desperate. As long as you can do what you can do, as long as you are satisfied, is there any room for Jesus Christ to do a work? Is there any room for him to work a miracle? No, not as long as you're satisfied. So you've got a good job, sir. Okay, you've got plenty of money in the bank. Okay, good. Ma'am, you've got everything going. Nice career. Great. Okay, you've got all these things to turn to, but I'm looking for somebody who's out of options. Somebody who's exhausted themselves of themselves. Do you want to be made whole today? Well, the Lord finally got a hold of my dad, but he had to come to a place where he said, you know what? Nothing else matters but your spirit and what you're trying to do. Nothing else matters but your mercy and your grace. And I'm going to stop fighting you. I'm just going to let you have your way. As long as you still have options, Jesus is a high stepper and he's stepping over you today. Guest, you're questioning right now whether or not this is for you. I get it. I was in the same place. I understand. You're worried that your friends and family members will turn their back on you for having an encounter with Jesus Christ. What will my husband or my wife say? What will my parents say when I'm changed forever for the better? What will my friends say when I receive my miracle and I am never, ever the same what will the pastor down the street say about my encounter with Jesus Christ? Will they deny me? Will they turn their backs on me? Will they cause havoc like these Pharisees and these Jewish leaders who were so blinded by pride and their arrogance? You're not supposed to carry your bed on the Sabbath day. What are you doing? Are they going to treat me like that? Can I tell you? God's got something for you today. And he says, don't worry about the mess on the other side of your miracle. Because I've got it. I'll work everything else out. Would you stop overthinking it? Would you stop allowing that doubt to creep in and actually paralyze you from making a move towards me? It will only cause you to miss the miracle that I have for you this morning because we're in the right place and this is the right time. The conditions are perfect for a miracle, but you can miss it if you don't want it. Don't miss your miracle. Do you want to be made whole this morning? Are you tired of it? Are you ready for God to make you whole? You know, there's all kind of people at the pool. There's spectators. Now, there's one man. I, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't have any pride or arrogance. Nothing's going to stop me from getting to Jesus Christ. There's somebody who's desperate. My God. The Holy Ghost is here right now. God's speaking to you. 
Ma'am, he's speaking to you. Why don't you make a move? That's okay. We got plenty of time for the Holy Ghost to move. Can I tell you that there's all types of people at the pool today? That there's spectators at the pool? There's commentators at the pool? Color analysts? There's haters? There's, I'll get my miracle laters? There's all types of people at the pool area today. Can I tell you there's always going to be jealous people in your life that don't want you to have your miracle because they don't want their miracle. They're satisfied with the condition that they're in. Shake them off. There will always be naysayers. There will always be people on the sidelines when you're in the game and you're giving it your all. There's always going to be color commentators. Shake those people off. There will always be doubters. There will always be those who criticize what they do not understand. They're not living your life. Shake those people off. Can I tell you that the greatest miracle of all that you could ever receive is the gift of the Holy Spirit. And God is here to pour out His Spirit on you this morning and fill you up. But he's got one simple, important question for you. Do you want to be made whole? Hallelujah. Church member, you've had the Holy Spirit. You've been faithful to the poolside. You've been faithful to church. And every time these doors open, you're here. You pay your tithes faithfully. You do what's right. But you're desperate for your miracle today too. Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? Okay, preacher, I get it. Right time, right place. Am I the right person? How do I know if I'm the right person? I'll tell you, it's real simple. How do I receive my miracle? How do I make sure Jesus doesn't high step over me? I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm gonna trip him if I have to because he's not high stepping me this morning. I don't care what it takes, but I'll trip him. Stop here. Don't pass me by God. I don't care what it takes. I'm desperate for my miracle. So what does it take, preacher? Tell me what it takes. Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? And this man, at first glance, and perhaps he was, making excuses. But sir, I don't have anybody. When the waters are troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, while I'm crawling to that pool, somebody else steps in and gets their miracle. And I haven't been able to get mine yet. He didn't know who Jesus was. He addressed him as sir. He had no idea. But think, everybody else stepped out of that pool with their miracle. And they all left. I've been laying here for such a long time. After you get your miracle, could you not stop and help me? The next time the waters are troubled to pick me up and put me in the pool, you know my condition. I can't get to the pool. But no, I'm going to leave here happy and changed and satisfied and filled up. I'm going to walk right out those doors. And maybe you feel the same way, that everybody else has gotten theirs, but you're still looking for yours. You're still wishing and longing and hoping for yours. Jesus Christ said, rise, take up your bed and walk. This is the whole crux of it right here. What did the man do? He did it. And how quick did he do it? Immediately. Without question, without hesitation, without saying, well, excuse me, sir, do you realize that 
I'm paralyzed here. Do you, do you realize I'm crippled? That I have no power in my legs? How am I supposed to obey your command? I don't have what it takes. No, there was none of that. Immediately, the man stood up on his feet and he took up his bed and walked out of there immediately. So what are you saying, preacher? You've got to act. That's what I'm saying. You can't sit there on your pew, on your chair, and say, yep, Lord, if you want something for me, if today's the day, then go ahead and zap me. Because God will pass you by every time. God will high step you every time. But no, you've got to act upon the word of God. What's the preacher saying? We've got to repent of our sins. We've got to stand and lift our hands. We've got to come to the front. What's the word of God say? You've got to be desperate for me. I'm a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. That's the simple solution. How does Jesus know that you're the right person? When I tell you to do something, you're going to do it without hesitation. You're going to do it. Are you ready for your miracle? Do you want to be made whole? Will you stand to your feet? Will the musicians come? Can I tell you, the miracle worker is in this place. There's no better time than right now. Today is the day of salvation. There's no better time than right now. And this is the right place. There's no better place than this. And Jesus Christ is in the pool area, and he's looking for you. Can I tell you, he didn't want to just touch one man that day, but only one man was out of options. Only one man exhausted himself of himself. Only one man. Can I tell you, he can touch you, each and every one of you. You don't have to leave here the same way that you came. Come on, yeah, don't wait for me to stop. If you, if you feel it in your heart right now, just step out from where you are. God's looking for somebody who will act upon his word. I'm going to ask you if you need the Holy Spirit would you come right here to the middle if you need a healing in your body would you come to my right and if you've got a lost family member or a loved one would you come to my left all those who need the Holy Spirit would you come right up here to the middle I want to pray with you God wants to fill you with His Spirit today God wants to change you forever oh the miracle worker's in the house the question is do you want to be made whole oh God Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Ghost, have your way. Come on, don't miss your moment. Don't miss your moment. God's talked to you. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.